We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, but today doesn't feel that way. We are divided in more ways than one, and the media and the powers that be all have their own agenda. The people of this great nation no longer care about the truth, they only care about the side they are on. At Poor360, I am trying to change that. We're bringing you the facts and history so we can all learn something and make our own decisions. Tune in every Tuesday to be a part of that journey. What on earth is that? It's a Journey into Comics Network production! Went forward in time to view alternate futures, to see all the possible outcomes of the coming conflict. How many did you see? 14,605. How many did we win? One. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Journey into Comics, the podcast that's dedicated to everything nerd. With your host, the podfather himself, Nate Phillips, and introducing his new co-host, Tyler McLaughlin. You should have gone for the head. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Journey into Comics. It's JIC 285. I am your host, Nate. Today, joining me, the greatest companion of all time. Welcome back to Journey into Comics. He be skitching for sure. Tyler. Uh, Coming at you live from Team uh, Girl Couch. This is TY. Hello. (laughs) Team Girl Couch. What up? Represent. Fucking, oh, that's funny. The Tour de Franzia, like, it's where, it's where it's all about. So, as our listeners know, and as they've been following along with the show here, we have planned this past weekend was C2E2. We did it. We survived. Um, it was some chaos. We dealt with some crazy crazy. We're going to discuss that briefly here today. Uh, so first of all, Tyler, just as an overview of the experience, how was your C2E2 experience? Uh, man, I hate to I hate to say this uh, just because he's like I don't want to I don't want to hype this person up cuz they're notorious for for using the scale to grade things, but I give it a solid five out of seven. Oh, okay. So it's a, it was it was perfect, mm-hmm. and uh, and all the right juicy bits. Well, uh, I mean, ha- oh, like how is five out of seven perfect? Well, have you never seen the that whole bit with the guy? No, that that's all about where there was some guy who was like a really crazy redneck douchebag who was going on and like trolling people and saying all this mean stuff so then this other guy got sick of seeing that guy troll people so then every post this dude made this other guy would troll him and the guy was like i just saw the dark knight five out of seven perfect movie and no i I legitimately i legitimately just said what i said because Anytime Blaine likes something, he says five out of seven. <laughs> yeah, because he got it from that. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's 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 pretty funny. It's worth the read. It's very long. It's very involved. There's like 
you know, probably 45 posts worth of this guy trolling this dude back, and it's some of the most amazing comedy gold you will ever read, just the responses and the ridiculousness of these people. So. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah, so so to be uh, less cryptic and more descriptive of, uh, you know, the overall experience, I had a kick-ass time, obviously, hanging out with you and Brando and the girls and Buckles. Um, I got to purchase some things that, you know, I didn't necessarily need and I could have got, like, literally anywhere, but... Um, and and I'm I'm talking about like <clears throat> the comics that I purchased at the second half of yesterday towards the tail end. You know, I could have got those books literally anywhere. Um, yeah, you could order them online for sure. Yeah, for sure. and 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 for right around the price range uh, that I paid for them. But I got some some really really cool. Um, Carnage and and Deadpool and, and Cosmic Ghost Rider uh, variant covers. The the Carnage and Deadpool ones I got were Virgin variants, which I've never you know you and I talked about it yesterday. I'm not big on the Virgin variants, but the price was right and the art was uh, incredible. So I bit the bullet and spent some dough. But just the overall experience as a whole, um, you know, it was positive. It was good. The you know, we got we got into some bad traffic on Saturday, but realistically, you know, for even being Chicago, Chicago traffic wasn't that bad. Um, you know, we didn't have any like catastrophic malfunctions, or you know, we didn't get to for, forgot the tickets or something. Yeah, I was gonna say we didn't like walk into McCormick Place and be like, "Oh shit, dude, we we left our badges at your house." Um, <laughs> oh fuck. I mean, we had we had some good food and 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 um. I mean, it was just it was just a good experience overall. You know, y- you and Buckles and I kind of discussed it on the way back to your house yesterday afternoon. Like, you know, if we were in the future, would we ever? D- or in the future, you know, what would we do different about what we did this weekend? And I probably would never do a three day pass again, just because I feel like everything I wanted to accomplish, I could accomplish on a Saturday or a Sunday, and that that Friday that Friday wasn't necessarily. Uh, imperative um you know especially like i bought my gen con tickets today um you know i paid 77 dollars for saturday i paid 15 dollars for sunday uh you know a four-day pass is 113 dollars but then you have to pay shipping and all that jazz so i paid almost the same amount for two days as i would for four days shit you know but uh, you know like you know i bought our passes for friday saturday sunday and i took the day off of work and i missed a uh, a weekend of overtime so it's like one thing one the one negative thing that i wish these cons would would kind of structure a little bit better is the pricing because there is no reason that Saturday should cost, and, and I'm talking Gen Con here specifically, like there's no reason Saturday should cost 77 but Sunday costs $15. Like that that price disparity just doesn't make any sense. Um, That's like saying Sunday, we know the most amount of people are going to be here, so we're going to charge the most amount. But Sunday, we want folks in the door. Let's make it as cheap as fucking possible. Exactly. So, you know, obviously I'm not, like I'm not whining about how much it costs because I think realistically, uh, you know what uh, 
you know, $100 for a four-day ticket or, you know, basically the $100 that I spent for um, three-day tickets for us, I think that's that's realistically fair. I'm more pointing out the, the individual, like the, the single-day passes and how, you know, there's not a whole lot of uh, economical sense to be made there, but... Um, yeah, I mean, it was a kick-ass time. Got to see a lot of Dude, cool I had shit. so much fun. Yeah, you know, uh, this was the first year I've been back since 2015. Mm-hmm. So it's been kind of like a little bit of a time gap, but it was, with Friday was, even though it made us a little sleepy boy and made our night a little bit harder, I think, um... It was worth it to get our bearings, figure out the layout of the floor and what we wanted to see. And I felt like even though we walked that floor three days, every day we discovered at least one new area that we were like, oh, shit, how do we not, how do we not go by this? Absolutely. Like, especially especially Saturday and yesterday, um, you know, you and Buckles and I were cruising down an aisle yesterday and I said, hey, I'm going to go check out this dark matter thing. Because the two people that are standing there, no one is paying attention to them. And that cover art on that book is fucking badass. And I walked over there, and, you know, Buckles and I both ended up buying something at that booth. The people were really down to earth. Now I have an independent company that started on Kickstarter. You know, I've done a lot of research since since yesterday on this company. You know, now I'm going to be a long-term term customer of these people and I never would have known that they existed had I not just stumbled upon their booth yesterday and we didn't see them Friday or Saturday and I know for a fact they were there all weekend yeah it's weird it's like I don't know if it's perception filter if you're just you know something else had caught our eye or ire or what was going on in the moment where our headspace was sometimes we were after them churros yeah god damn them churros the Mm. churros were good I mean I fucks with the churros. churros Yeah, but uh, no, it was, it's really funny because as a navigator, I feel like we had kind of a rough weekend because Friday we got taken in a really out-of-the-way way to get to the city when I know how to get to the fucking city. I drive there all the time, <laughs> uh, and I have no idea. I think it was just like, I don't know, you know where my head was at but I, I think it may be just like over excitement and talking to you and like oh tyler's here we're like gonna fucking bro down and then like next thing i know we're on 294 going towards a toll and i'm like what it doesn't make any fucking sense tolls aren't even a part of the equation like that doesn't that doesn't exist oh man I, I you know it it is what it is though it was a mistake learned and it just made for an easier <laughs> Not at all easier Saturday. Oh my god! Like, I just, I just really liked, like, of all the 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 navigation snafus that happened this weekend, like none of them were a super big deal. You know, I mean, we got there like, like no harm, no foul. I just liked blowing you shit about it because I could see like every time I would like be slightly passive aggressive about it or blow you some shit. It's like, man, I don't know if he's being serious or not. He might be like legitimately mad well i i do pride myself on being a good driver and a great a good navigator to say the least so when i let you down it was kind of more like you were saying it but it was my internal monologue so i was like oh he's reaffirming how i feel no (laughs) (laughs) you know like oh yeah i just like to blow you some shit because i don't 
it was it was funny. You, I was having a great time. You do a pretty good job of uh like keeping me at arm's length on on reasons why I uh g- at least keeping me at arm's length on reasons to blow you some shit. Yeah. Cuz I like well, to do it uh, a yeah. lot. Well, good. I'm glad. I I think that we have a great banter. It's why we were the girls were saying that to you like you guys work so well together cuz you just you just have a level of tolerance for each other in a way that I don't think other people do and I was like, <laughs> "Hell yeah. We're awesome." <laughs> I'm uh I'm way more patient than I was in my youth. Me too, actually. Me the fuck too, man. But no, Saturday getting into the con was a little bit stressful. As you had said, we hit some bullshit-ass traffic. Mm-hmm. And uh, it took us an extra hour and change to get to the con, which it shouldn't have. And it would have taken probably like a half hour less had I realized what we could have done about a half hour sooner. But uh, the cool thing is... We got to have some fun experiences while we were sitting in traffic. Some stoned Michiganers um, yelled in your direction to ask if they were going in the right direction. Right. <laughs> Which was hysterical. And then later we saw their buddy who I thought was laughing at you. And I think he was writhing in pain because we later saw him puking off the balcony on the side of the road there. Which was like, there's just a really funny dichotomy of that scene. Because I'm sitting in this car that we're in. And this guy is puking over the guardrail Mm -hmm. because traffic has stopped. So there's no need to worry about if your fucking car is going to drive off. They're not going anywhere. He's puking as I'm seeing people because, you know, why were people stopped? Because that's where Lot B was. Everybody was trying to get to. Right. So there are people, families, children, if you will, walking to the con. And I know they see this guy up on the fucking expressway just... Just ralphing his fucking guts out, man. And it was just, it was, I don't know, it just got me. But then, you know, uh, we didn't really touch on this at all, that Friday was kind of our recon day because I had to play a show. Yep. And that was an intense, interesting experience. Uh, Grateful for you being our co-traveling guide who could help make the ride a little bit less packed (laughs) because... You know, three of us jamming into that truck is uh, <laughs> super tight. Yeah, Sarah and I had a kick-ass uh, conversation to and fro, um, and uh, I got to be a roadie for the day. So it's like, you know, citizen gets to be a police officer for a day or um, a fireman for the day. Special. Yeah, I was a roadie because, you know, I I am so musically challenged that like. I can't even I can't even do like musical theory because my my brain and my my body just don't do music as much as I would like to. Um, but yeah, we had we had a we had a good time. Got some good food. That pizza, that margarita pizza was killer. Shockingly good. Yeah. I mean, I think I still have heartburn from all the acid this weekend, but <laughs> you know, I'll I'll come out of it at some point. Lots of tomato. Oh my God, that pizza on Saturday, brother! Whew. Man, we ordered House of Pizza. Tyler, was that to your satisfaction? Uh, it was very satisfying. I would say I actually enjoyed the double crust more than the traditional, just because the traditional didn't have enough cheese on it. 
Oh, you need to put some cheese on it. Yeah, I would probably order a extra cheese in the original, just because. Ooh. Uh, okay. Like I love the I love the thin crust. Don't get me wrong. Like I liked the the crust of the original better. I just liked the uh, topping size of the double crust better. And you know, like. Norma, we talked about pizza toppings a lot this weekend between you and I, you know, driving back and forth to the con, the girls and I, you know, we we had a lot of obscure banter this weekend. Like we we were literally like diving into the mysteries of the pizza topping universe. And I have always ordered if I really really want something different, you know, pepperoni mushroom. Like like that is almost like the holy grail of I don't want what I normally get, so I'm gonna get something different. And it's always pepperoni mushroom and the girls are like, Well, I'm gonna get a double crust or we're gonna get a double crust that's literally just mushroom. And it was yeah. fucking great. Like it, yeah, man. it, it is was that the was the dark horse of the night. Yeah, that was one of the best pizzas I have had literally in years. Hell yeah, man! And then the next That's morning, our staple. we love the HOP. In <laughs> the next morning, you, you like you, everyone's sitting in the living room, like getting revved up for the day, and like I kept go- making trips back and forth to the kitchen because I wasn't going to grab like three or four slices at a time. Oh no! You, it was a lot of silent nomming on the cold pizza. Yep. Buckles was having some. Yeah, Brando was having some. You would go back and forth and have some. I did not eat any of that, and actually, this leads to a funny a little addition to Sunday that I didn't even tell you about because it was just like it wasn't that big of a deal i just move on from it but so sunday you guys all had little snackages before we got in the car and went to c2e2 day three yep so when we're on 94 and you're zigzagging it and th- beep bopping through traffic as you do all of a sudden i get nausea nausea coupled with you zigzagging i was like i'm gonna puke in this fucking rental car this is gonna be bad and i just like sat there and had to like do the Breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth type thing. And then I was fine, man. Because it was just like, I don't know. What's up? I wish you would have said something and I would have stopped driving so erratically. No, it was fine because it only lasted for like two and a half minutes, man. It was was short. Gotcha. Happens sometimes when I get too much acid, like especially, and I, you know, foolish me. We had the pizza, you know, when the pizza was fresh and we were chilling and watching uh, uh, AEW and and, and playing cards and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. we were jamming the food, and then as the night progressed, like right before cookies came out, I oh smashed like three and a half pieces <laughs> of pizza. So I had like cold pizza then on top of the already hot pizza, and then I had cookies, and then right before I went to bed, I had like two more slices of pizza because mm-hmm. it was so good. So and like, then I had we we. Ne- uh, I'm I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we need to take a quick time out because. Okay. Like C two E two aside, you know, I watched my first AEW event Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoyed it. I played the longest game of Cards Against Humanity that I've ever played. It was a laugh factory. God, up. like it was like it we were killing it. It wasn't as hysterical as the last game of Cards Against Humanity that we played. But it was definitely a close second. We killed it for sure. But, like, 
you know, we're doing the, the, the girl couch, like, Sarah and V and I are fucking throwing back box wine, you know, just killing boxes of wine, everybody's having a good time, and then the girls hashtag are- Hashtag mom wine. Hashtag mom wine, and the girls are like, hey, uh, we're gonna make some fucking cookies, and <laughs> Veronica legitimately sat down an entire plate of cookies, and we each grabbed one <laughs> as soon as the plate, like, like, we were waiting with our hands over top of the coffee table- <laughs> Waiting for that plate of cookies to hit the ground, and we just hungry, fucking hungry hippos. we just smashed them, like just killed uh, it. Was it you or Buckles that said it's like a swarm of locust was in our living room? That was, it was just like the cookies were there. That was Buckles, and then they were gone. Yeah, just one hundred percent gone, disappeared, and like they made more than one batch. Like we put down. You, you want to know the total? I I never asked the total because I didn't want to know. But lay it on me. Three dozen cookies. Yeah, we fucking annihilated three <laughs> dozen cookies. Like as they came out of the oven, and then for or, uh, Sarah walked walked a plate over, and she's like, "Hey, I'm sorry. These ones are a little bit crispier, and I legitimately <laughs> like fucking burnt cookies. So I grabbed more on that batch than I had on the previous one. Oh yeah." So, I mean, Saturday on the way home from the con, I fucking, I, like, I killed an Italian beef. Yeah, you did get to have some of your Italian beefs like, during this weekend, you, bro. You watched me eat that Italian beef, and you, you watched in horror, like, what I did to that sandwich. It was kind of a magic trick, though, because I had had, like, four or five bites of my burrito, and in those four or five bites, I looked down... Looked at you, looked down, looked at you, and you went from a full Italian beef to there was nothing, literally nothing in your wrapper. Nothing. I mean, I, it was clean. Like, I straight up, I fucked that Italian beef up. Like, you were straight beefing. I, so, Italian beef is like a guilty pleasure for me because I don't, I don't eat it very often. But, but when I fucking want it, I want the beef. Like, you remember that that tiny old white woman from the Wendy's commercial? Where's the beef? Like that's me. Yeah. When I'm craving the beef, <laughs> that's me. Like where's the fucking beef at? Where's the beef, you fuck? Yeah. So like, I'm super super impressed with uh, fucking Zantes's Italian beef. It was great. Yeah, their euros are on a site too. I don't know if you get down with euros, but they're yeah, also I ate right I ate a euro and some Italian beef last night when I got back to Lafayette. Nice, hell yeah! So, um, like yeah, it was just, you know, Chicago. I'm sorry, like I'm not your biggest fan, but I love the fucking food that you got. So, fucking Italian. Like I can only really get Italian beefs one place. I'm not going to go to Philadelphia for Italian beef. I'm going to go for a Philly. Yep. I got to go back to Chicago for an Italian beef. Which, man, I, you know, I was honestly in, intrigued. I've never got the Italian beef at Zon or not the Italian beef, the um, Philly cheesesteak at Zantes, and you had initially said that was the place you were trying to go to, and I think I was confused by maybe where you were saying or whatever, mm -hmm. but that's where we ended up. You ended up with an Italian beef. So you were squashing that beef. You smashed it. It was... It smelled amazing. I was like, God damn, how were the peppers? I don't think I actually ended up asking. So so I asked for sweet peppers, which, you know, for people that aren't from Chicago, they should know that it's just it's just sliced green peppers. Like 
The sweet peppers is just a bell pepper. And that's fine. They were the peppers were pretty bland. Oh. Which, you know, I don't I don't eat the beef for or the sandwich for the peppers. So, you know, that's not that's not a, a make it or break it thing for me. I would I personally would rather have banana peppers on an Italian beef than I would like green or red peppers or anything like that. But my only literally my only complaint for Zontes's Italian beef is I would like a little bit more au jus. Like a little bit more of a dip. I wonder if next time you could order it with extra on the side and they probably well, would give it to you. Or we could probably go inside and eat and they actually dip dip the sandwich. You know what I mean? That, like Al's does. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I personally, you know, our journey into comics quickly turned into like foodies watching movies, but like... It's going to be all over the place. Yeah. Today, bro. <laughs> My, like, m- the way that I take Italian beef is I like a half dip. So I, I like okay. to, I like to take my, my sandwich and I like to rip it in half. So I've got one, like, sopping fucking wet, gravy-infused pepper, jardinier fucking delicious explosion. And then the other one, it's a little bit drier. Maybe it's a little bit more more of a crunch. But yeah, the Zantes's uh, Italian beef was was great. There was nothing wrong with it. Hell yeah! Oh man, no. Uh, the food this weekend was across the board stunning. We had that uh, return from C two E two yesterday with like a feast of food when we walked in the door, which was nuts. Um, what were your thoughts on yesterday's lunch? I guess we've talked about all the other days of food, so might as well just uh, delve into it. Buckle, buckles, and I fucked that food up. Oh yeah, I fucked some extra of it up today for lunch. I was like, I'm having that. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna need to sit down with the girls to recreate what I mean, because like corn casserole and mashed potatoes, obviously, like that's pretty standard. But that fucking chicken casserole, like that shit was good. And it was a hybrid. It wasn't even the actual recipe. It was a hybrid of the recipe, which I mean, it still was, was very good. And and I love the way that they did the broccoli. I've never thought of roasting broccoli florets like that. I always just steam them or, or, or do whatever, you know. Like, yeah. the lunch that the girls made yesterday was fucking great. Hell yeah, like, I agree fully. Like, ten, no 5 out of 7 in this fucking review here. It was a 10 out of 10. Because that fucking casserole was, was next level. It was off the chain. As Guy Fieri would say. Off the chain, baby. It's off the chain, man. I mean, it was fucking good. Dude, it was good. The whole weekend was good. There was so much, I mean, like from the Cards Against Humanity laughing and all that to just the experience of running around. For the first time in C2E2 weekend history, I got lost from the herd for like a small minute. You which did. was fun and exciting. It was just like, uh, you guys were walking. We were walking... We'll call it north in the building, but I know that's not probably the real direction we're actually walking. And as we're walking, I stopped because it was like, win Captain America's shield! And I was like, what? And then I started looking, and they actually had pieces of the broken off shield. I don't know if they were actual props from Endgame or what, or if they were replications. But they were like pretty nifty, and I started looking at them, and then I looked back. And I was like, oh, the dudes did not even stop. They are just on a tear. And then I was like, oh, I actually don't see the dudes. This should be fun. 
And I started like walking around the aisles, just like looking. And I was like, okay, where are the places that if I was Tyler, I would go? Lightsaber. So I walked to Lightsaber booth and I didn't see you. And I was like, motherfuck. Okay. And then I like came back around from that. And then it, there you guys were. And I was like, sweet. We've been found. Like, but good. Buckles and I were just trucking down that aisle. And at that time, you had somehow migrated to the back of the pack. And, yeah. you know, Buckles and I were having a conversation and we were kind of involved in what we were talking about. And at one point, like, we stopped, him and I stopped to, to, like, browse something. And I was like, wait a minute. Hey, Buckles, where's Nate? And he, like, <laughs> <laughs> he, like, tur- he, like, turned around and he was like, uh, well... I don't, I don't know. So, th- so then we we basically just backtrapped our steps. But like, I was I was very 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 impressed. Uh, the the small complaints that I have with C two E two, you know, throw all those out the window. I am incredibly impressed with the way that they do. Uh, that the, mm, excuse me, a little bit of indigestion there. I am incredibly impressed with the way that they handled security and the will call for ticket pickup and stuff because Saturday or Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you and I did not have one issue getting in the building, getting, um, you know, we already had our badges, so not a big deal there, but we had no issue whatsoever getting through security, not that there should have been, um, you know, and, 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 the, the people working security, hats off to them. They were strict when they needed to be. You know, people trying to jump ropes and stuff like that. Flawless across the board. More conventions need to do, need to take a look at how C2E2 kind of organizes their entry into the con and do shit like that. Yeah, they take it seriously. And I think one thing that serves C2E2 really well is that the convention floor is not, like, on the bottom level of the building, so where everybody's piling into one section. You've got to, like, go up a couple levels. There's other shit to see as you're walking. There's food courts. Some people rush to the con and go, oh, fuck, I forgot to eat. Mm-hmm. I'm going to smash me some McDonald's or some Connie's Pizza or whatever the fuck ever, and then go to the con. So it allows the line to have a little extra breathability that some other cons, because they're just like, here's the con, this is the con, you're in the con. That, that hyper-focus just jams people into one space and makes it very difficult to be enjoying. But, you know, it's, it's strange because Friday we stood in a kind of decent line to get through security. But it wasn't bad. It, it went pretty quick. It was reasonable. Yeah, absolutely. Saturday we did not stand in a fucking line at all. Nope. We could have jogged through security. Um, it was just... There was tons of space, and not a lot of people were getting in at that point because of how crazy traffic was. Could you imagine trying to get to C2E2? And there were people who probably sat on that road and never made it to the convention. Yeah. Like, fuck that, well, and dude. I, oh, and I'm I, so mad. You know, and you and I, uh, to get back to our, our traffic jam a little bit, like, you and I were actually at the point where we were discussing, fuck it, let's just go in the city and get some Italian beef. We'll come back tomorrow with Buckles. Uh, call it a day. Call it a day, because, I mean, we had sat, you know, we drove the half hour, 45 minutes to get to the city, and then, you know, we got locked up in that traffic jam, and it's, you know, we're at the hour and 20 minute mark, and we're still not moving. So, I, I, I 100% agree with you that there were people that sat there for another hour, hour and a half, and were like, fuck it, I'm just going to go home. You know, which is a yeah, shame. Like, <clears throat> yeah, so that's, I mean, I think that's maybe... The one, like, and I know we really didn't have to deal with it, shout out VIP parking, but, like, 
we didn't have to deal with the the terribleness that was parking, and that's one thing. Again, lesson learned. If we do C two E two, if the the as soon as the VIP parking is available, it's a it's a must. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, especially it was so easy. Especially even if we only did it for one day. I mean, like if we went Saturday or Sunday, the the maybe fifteen to twenty extra dollars that you spend on parking, like we were in the first lot. Yep. Like we were in the first lot. We had no issue other than driving down the wrong way on certain streets that, w- that even in the end, when we were leaving the con for the final time, we had no fucking idea what was going on, but we made it happen. <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah, like, like legitimately the only problem that we had with parking was the fucking shitty dude working the gate for our lot because he didn't want to be there. He didn't want to be doing what he was doing. So he was trying to ruin our vibe. We didn't let him win. Um, you know, it was just it, flawless as far as, like, Nate Phillips failed a little bit as far as navigation goes this weekend. Yeah. You do real MVP for the fucking VIP parking because had we had to have fought parking on either, on any of the other lots... I think it would have it, it would have ruined our time a little bit. Oh man, I think so too. And it was just like a, you know, procrastinator stumbling into a decent situation mm-hmm. station because they sold down of the single days for Friday and Saturday. We were going to just roll and use utilize buckles as pass for Sunday because he was coming up to to you know, partake in the in the journey. Right. Uh, but the, so then it was like, okay, well, the only option is the is the three day pass. What's that give us? Lot E. And I'm like, I couldn't even fucking find Lot E on Google. So I'm like, I hope this isn't a scam, you know? Right. And then, like, when you realize where Lot E is in correlation to everything else, in correlation to where Lot B is and how much... Think about if we would have been way the hell back in Lot B and had to walk outside for, like, 20 minutes. Because that could have happened. Especially Friday. That's what I was going to get to. Friday and Saturday with it being... You know, cold. I mean, it's Chicago. It's the windy city Still for a reason, winter. It, and it's winter time. It was cold. It was pretty cold Friday and Saturday. So, you know, if we if we got to park all the way at the other end of fucking Lakeshore Lakeshore Drive and walk in, you know, I might uh, might have been pretty grumpy. Let's just say that. Choke a bitch. Well, yeah. I mean, the 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 parking the parking that we ended up with was so convenient. I don't know how anyone could say that it doesn't justify the price, you know, because I don't think it was really that expensive for, for what we got for convenience sake. Well, and we broke it down too. If we would have bought three individual days, it would have cost more money. Exactly. So it's just, it's, it's, it's the, it was the better savings. And then the other thing that kind of blew my mind about the VIP parking is like, there were not that many cars, dude. No. Like even, even on Saturday, that lot never was full. It was like half full. Well, and I think a lot of people probably got scared by the cost of the VIP parking and and thought and you know I'm I'm as guilty as anybody. I've bought VIP parking shit in the past and gotten burned because it's not really any better than what you would normally get. You know, just just drive it up and park it on the street somewhere. And they just charged you the extra buck. Exactly. So, uh, <clears throat> thankfully, no scam there. 
flawless execution as far as parking pass goes. We had a door in McCormick Place about kill us a couple times. Jesus, uh, that first day it slammed God so damn, hard it, scared it freaked me. me the fuck out. It legitimately like, no! scared me. I thought you were. I thought you fucking broke that door. <laughs> Holy shit! And I just didn't like hold it shut. I just like walked in after you walked in, right? You know? And it just was like, wow. We, we had a bathroom that we hit a couple times that some for some reason never had any fucking paper towel in it. So well, and then the one time I was in there, there it was just like weird stall setup. Uh, it was, it was fun. It was a fun time. Uh, we should address the elephant in the room, though. I think it's it's important that we're honest with our viewers. They need to know what kind of host I am, what kind of human person I am. Saturday, I did in fact karate chop a lady in her chest. Oh my god, you did! I I, <laughs> I totally forgot about that. So. Here we are, Saturday. It's towards it's towards the end of end of our con experience for the day, you know, with all the traffic debacle and everything. We decided not to stay for for as long as we had, you know, Friday or we were planning on the next day, especially because we were going to be there uh, all day the following day. You know, you and I are trying to get some quick, quick like pop recon in, and you and I are standing abreast from each other. I had we're sl- I had slowly made my way away from you, but still within eyes, you know, eye shot or ear shot from each other. And I turned my head to the left to say something to you right as a small um, Asian woman walks up. And I see you staring forward at the pop wall, just fucking with Buzz Lightyear karate chop action. <laughs> fling your arm at a fucking perfect parallel to the ground and karate chop this poor girl right in the sternum. Yeah, it was bad. She was mortified. She had no idea what was happening. Uh, no, she had no clue at all. I was trying to show you a pop that I thought was dope as hell. I can't even remember what it is now because I about knocked a girl unconscious. Jesus Christ. Like, that startled me, too, because I'm, like, in my own world. I'm just, like, I I just thought you moved closer to me, dude. I wasn't as hypervigilant as aware as I should have been. I'm lucky I didn't, like, smash her in the nose. I would have left in handcuffs if I would have hit her in the nose. Like, it would have been, because, you know, 2020, it wouldn't have been an accident to her. She would have been like, he attacked me. Right. Oh, Christ. Well, and the the first thing that I said to you was, Nate, you have no fucking situational awareness. (laughs) Yeah, and I was just like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just kept saying sorry to her. I was like, oh my god, this is so embarrassing. Oh. Oh. But uh, I'm trying Ooh. to think, man. I had to get a big stretch in there. Oh. Oh, I'm, t- I'm Go telling you. Go ahead. No, I'm just, I'm, I am agreeing that you need to get a big stretch in because this was a very, the w- like, exhausting weekend. Yes, yes, yes. I slept very, very good last night. The... The one I remember what I was gonna say. The one big complaint that I had with C two E two. Are you ready for this? Break it to me solid, my friend. How narrow Artist Alley was. Brutally and, narrow. And what I what I mean by that is McCormick's place is a very very large place. Very big, very large. Yes, it is. Huge. The, the space in which they crammed Artist Alley. Daddy. Hold on, baby. Daddy's finished the podcast. 
Ruby, Ruby and Skylar just got home. Um, the space nice. in which it, the space in which they they crammed Artist Alley, it made each aisle of Artist Alley uh, very very narrow, and there was probably twenty or thirty yards on the backside of Artist Alley that they could have made each of the aisles that much wider and had a little bit more traffic through it. Because there were times, there were times that you, especially yesterday, you Buckles and I were trying to look at, uh, you know, prints or, or sketches or art contained therein, and there were so many people that we just walked right on by. You're just like, well, I would have loved to look at that, but yeah. I'm not wasting the 45 fucking minutes it's going to take, you know, mm-hmm. for them to move out of my way or, exactly. you know... It was just they were there was some craziness. It was interesting though because, you know, you had talked about you bought some comics. I have been uh, off the collecting game a little bit, you know, and just kind of conserve mode. And I finally thought I'd spring on something. I'd buy one item at the con, something I thought was cool. I eyed a lot of different things day one, so I had stuff in my mind. Like Saturday when we go, you're gonna look for this. We went to a very specific pop wall. You know the one I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. All their pops are in protectors. It was very nice. And day one, I had seen a regular Spider-Man Far From Home Mysterio pop. Cool. Mm -hmm. I like Mysterio. He's my favorite. Uh, I didn't think I was going to be able to get that pop. So just seeing it out and about in general was like, oh, sweet. They still have them. They're not impossible to find. Right. Then, then I saw that Walmart had a glow-in-the-dark version, and I was like, shit, yeah, glow-in-the-dark's the way to go. I love glow-in-the-dark pops. They're my jam. So in my mind, on Saturday when we were going to the con, I'm spending $20 to get the the light, the glow-in-the-dark uh, Mysterio, and I was going to get an additional uh, $12 to get a, one of the Spider-Mans from Far From Home because I wanted to get one of those pops. Mm-hmm. We get to the pop wall. I see the glow-in-the-dark one. I'm perusing the the wall one last time. I go down past where I had initially looked, and I see a light-up version of the Mysterio pop. What the fuck? It absolutely blew my fucking gourd, bro. Yeah, I had... That was the first light-up pop that I had seen, and, you know, you and I made basically, like, a pact on Friday that... You know, we're not going to buy anything Friday or Saturday that we could get for cheaper on Sunday. And unless, absolutely unless, it will not be any cheaper or it's, you know, kind of a, like a holy grail or one of a kind item. And, you know, Friday we checked out the Glow in the Dark Mysterio. Saturday we checked out the Glow in the Dark Mysterio. And you're like, yeah, they've still got plenty uh, you know, you and I had scoped out a couple other pop walls where they still they had uh, the same the same pop available, maybe for a little more, or a little less, whatever. Um, but you weren't, yeah, reasonably yeah, fluxing. You weren't you weren't worried about them all being purchased in the time from day to day. And I remember you kneeled down and found that fucking light up one, and you're like, dude, I gotta get this right now because they only had one, right? Yeah, it yeah. was the only one. Yep. I hadn't seen it anywhere else on the con floor. You know, maybe I paid like $5 over price of what it goes for right now, but long-term investment on that is going to be huge because the Mysterio character is very special to me. One, 
two, it was so well, amazingly and beautifully done for that movie um, that it's going to be something that people seek out in the future. They're going to be like, they had one that glows in the dark. It actually lights up. Like, holy shit, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um and it looks really cool, so I'll uh, I'll try to remember to take a photograph of it uh, all lit up and beautiful. Because guess what? You don't have to unbox it to light it up. Yep, you figured that out. <laughs> the hard way. Mm-hmm. Af- after, after, not before, after I took it out of the packaging you to know, let it light up once. You want to know a quick fun fact for me, Nate, uh, as far as uh, pop vinyls go? Sh- sure. I have never taken a pop vinyl out of its packaging. Wow, that's impressive. I've uh, become the master of taking them out of the package. As much as I have wanted to, I never have. My wife took one out, but not me. No! If I have a double of a pop, I'll take one out to, like, you know, display out because it looks cool. Right. Um, I do keep them in the box. I do keep them displayed. I do like to keep them nice uh, and whatnot. But uh, sometimes, man, you're like, shit, look at this cool Doctor Strange pop. I bet the back of his cape has cool details you'll never see if you don't take it out. Right. So I might take one out once. I'll look at it. I'll be like, hey, I appreciate what they did with that design. Put it back up. Ain't ain't got to worry about it. But all in all, man, there were so many cool pops, so many cool comics. I got to hold an amazing Spider-Man 14, which is the first appearance of Green Goblin in my hands. Uh... An extraordinarily low grade. It was only a 2.2 grade that they were selling at 1100 bucks. Right. So I was like, like just oh. and then of course, just ballpark, real quick. I mean, like, how many sure. co- how many how many copies of that would be in circulation right now? Just off the top of your head. As in, people have them on the market available for purchase. Yeah. Honestly, I want to say less than a hundred. Yeah, so I mean, even though the quality is incredibly shitty, I mean, since there's only eleven hundred people, you know, just obviously rough ballpark numbers here, like eleven hundred copies worldwide. Um, I mean, it's it's going to drive the price up a bunch. Yeah, and um, there were, I mean, I saw so many. It was kind of hard, actually, because we got to see, like, um, Incredible Hulk number one, which mm-hmm. is the actual first, first Incredible Hulk first appearance. Uh, we got to see the a timely comics Captain America. First appearance of uh, Iron Man. We saw that. Yeah, Tales of Suspense 39. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were so many ridiculously rare, cool, holy shit books on the floor. And that's honestly, man... That's why I love C2E2, and that's why no other convention stacks up for me. Because when I go to other conventions, the main thing I'm looking at is rarity of what books they have available. you got to bring me your big guns for me to even be interested in your booth. Right. So, you know, and then some of these places, you know, their variant covers, like the place you bought your variant covers from, had amazing, incredible, captivating art. And then that's another thing we got to see while we were on the floor. All kinds of different, like, when we do the full dissertation of our rundown of C2E2, we're going to be doing more. And what we mean by that is talking about the artists that we met, we talked to, we, you know, bought things from and whatnot. Because there's so much cool shit that came out of that. There we, we 
read some of the raunchiest comics I've ever seen in my fucking existence. And like, of all, let, let, let's just for this one episode though, of all of the artists that you went around and saw Ty and all of the uh, art and exhibit type things like that, what was the one thing that like captivated you the most? Uh, well, I really, really, really enjoyed the art of that graphic novel that I purchased, the art from Stephen Green, but what I would say is the most captivating art that I saw 100% is that, um, the Ancient Ones, the, uh, Alan, uh, Panacal, or Panacal, or, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, no but worries, no worries. You, you remember those super bright and vivid, like, metal signs, and then you asked me, like, I had to explain to you what a playmat was? Remember that yep. guy? That guy's art? It, it was that, mm-hmm. just because of how, like, loud it was. Dude, they popped off. Like, it was the one thing at the con that pulled me in visually immediately. Mm-hmm. It was so bright and uh, vibrant and just done so well. It just sucked me right in. Uh, you almost bought a chair and a lightsaber. Yeah, I almost bought a chair and a lightsaber. So, lots and lots of of money that I talked myself out of spending. Thankfully. Yeah, those chairs were nice, though. I mean, three hundred and fifty dollars, nice. Well, probably not, but I mean, they were still nice. They came in the yellow, which you know, you never, you said yourself. You never see companies releasing chairs in yellow. Yeah, most most uh, companies that manufacture gaming chairs don't make them in yellow, which is which is my favorite color. So, yeah, they fuck it up every time. But uh, I'm thinking, man, of all the things I saw, I think the most captivating thing for me was that spaceship dude, man, the guy yeah. that did all the different ships. Yeah, those were like, those were pretty dope. Like, I didn't take anything home from him because all of his stuff was highly priced. But, like, those were some cool fucking prints. Some big-ass pieces of work, man. Like, could you imagine having a wall in your house that's, like, an entire fucking ship from, like, like the Millennium Falcon? Mm-hmm. Well, and, like... Fucking insane. The Vindicator-class Star Destroyer and, you know, like... Oh, yeah, that one was awesome. Uh, Like, he had some really, really, really detailed stuff. That e- even though it was you know very, excuse me, very highly priced, I think it was it, the the price was definitely justifiable for how how big some correct. of those prints were. Absolutely correct. He had like a one of those was like a seven foot or eight foot tall print mm-hmm. of the 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 Star Destroyer. It was I mean that 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 was definitely. And then when we were doing your comic looking yesterday, and you were getting some of the stuff. Uh, in one of the last places you bought comics at, there was a Mysterio art piece. Oh, the statue? Had... No, oh, well, that's... Okay, that's one of two. Yes, because I forgot about the statue. That statue was insane, and I said it to you then, and I'll say it again now. I would be willing to sell every pop that I'm looking at right now for that one statue. Yeah, that that statue was, was really, <clears throat> really, really unique. I had never seen a... Uh, a, a statue that was as detailed, I guess, as that Mysterio statue was. And all those statues that were along all of that were just very, um, 
captivating, man. As mm-hmm. soon as I like I said, it was like you had uh the lizard one was awesome. You had a green goblin one that was awesome. Obviously Mysterio. I can't remember who the fourth one was that was one of the Spidey villains. The Vulture. Uh, it was Vulture. Uh but yeah, it was just like highly detailed and massive scaled statues. Um, but no, there was a piece of canvas art that was like a 24 inch by 20 big ass motherfucker. Had we decided to buy it, we would not have been able to bring it home in the car we were driving. That's how big it was. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was like, I couldn't tell if it was a digital art thing that had been printed onto a canvas or if the art had been originally done on the canvas first, how, if it was... Because there was so, so so much layer to it. It was really hard to take in, but it had actually sold. It was the only piece that person sold. Actually, it was from the same people that had that IG-11 nurse piece. Oh, okay, liked. okay, okay. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so those were some pretty big pieces. And, you know, one thing we haven't even touched on or discussed either is that there were all kinds of celebrities running around during the thing and, you know... You could just look over and see the Black Power Ranger or the Blue Power Ranger, wrestlers from AEW or wrestlers from the past or comic book artists that have done it all. I mean, it was like a smorgasbord of fucking nerd culture, man. Mm-hmm. That's the episode title, a smorgasbord of skitchin' nerd culture, man. Skitchin', skitchin' was the word of the weekend. I don't know why it popped in there on Friday and it just kind of stuck. And it was there. And yeah, now you it's wouldn't, here. Yeah, you wouldn't let it go. I could not let the kitchen go. And then V's like, she corrected me. The Healy's thing was, I don't remember what they called that. Skitchen is when you're on a skateboard and you grab the back of a car and they pull you. Mm. So that's what skitchen means. So I guess technically when we were going on the road at points, we were technically skitching. Sure. We might not have been pulling anybody, but we, we'd be skitching. <laughs> uh the ridiculousness that is my brain. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm sorry you have to be subjected to it. Yes. Tyler's just like, okay, we we agree. We're sorry, too. (laughs) Oh, man. But no, all in all, I had a really, really fucking amazing, fun-filled weekend. Um, We got to spend really quality time hanging out together and have a lot of laughs, have a lot of in insightful thoughtful conversation together um i got to learn what kind of driver you are you got to learn what kind of navigator i shouldn't be (laughs) (laughs) i fucked it up folks i fucked it up bad well like Uh, i said no harm no foul i just was blowing you some shit no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're, like I said, I know you were blowing me shit, but it's more, like I said, you speaking my internal monologue of like, why did you fuck it up, Nate? What am I doing? <laughs> I was like, God damn it. It's like he's reading my thoughts aloud on a teleprompter. Are there words on my forehead? Like, shit. But, uh, man, all in all, had a blast. I would love to do it again. You know they announced the next C2E2 date already. Really? Yeah, March 28th through 30th of 2021. So it's at the end of March. Interesting. Yeah, next year. It should be good. Well, I maybe- think it's a good thing because it gives it a little bit warmer, you know, hopefully. Right. Well, maybe we'll just make this uh, a yearly thing. 
we'll definitely plan for something for sure. Uh, of course, we can't buy our badges now. That would be cool. They're like, hey, right now, did you go to last year's C2E2? We'll sell you a badge for 10 bucks." Right. Sold. That's how they should do it, man. They'd get so many repeat customers. Mm-hmm. And then you could still get new customers who are like, oh, I didn't know that was a deal. Huh. But anyways, I'm done I'm done riffing. Do you have anything you want to add before we get out of here? No, I'm good. Uh, just, again, we had a great time. Um. You know, we'll, we'll definitely be back. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week on JIC 286. But until then, as always, folks, you can check out journeyintocomics.com. Get us on Apple Music, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, Spotify, CastBox, TuneIn, and many others. Search Journey Into Comics Network, where you'll get all the different amazing shows on our feed. Now, folks, I also want to mention we're getting closer and closer as the clock is ticking. We're only 15 weeks away from Journey into Comics 300. I don't know what that entails, but something cool should be happening. And we have another big announcement to make very shortly. I would say in the next couple weeks, you'll be hearing that official announcement of another thing coming to a city near Tyler. Hey, that's me. But anyways, folks, hey, that's you. Uh, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Journey into Comics 285. We're sketching on Mom Wine and the Smorgasbord of Nerd. I've been Nate. I've been T.Y. As always, folks, pop your caps back and fill your brains with shit. Later, folks. <laughs>